Hey guys, welcome to The The Social Skinny. This is a brand new podcast where we discuss social media trends, pop culture, and current events. If you recognize our voices, I'm SK. I'm an economics major here at Hillsdale College with a minor in journalism. Um, I'm currently a second semester junior, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. And I'm Cam. I am also a second semester junior. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm an American studies major and a journalism minor. Last semester, we had a podcast called Keep It Brief. And while we had so much fun teaching you all about the Supreme Court, we've decided to change course a little bit and focus on something that we think is a little more fun. So we've decided to start this podcast instead. And I would just like to say you're lucky that we're even here recording this today because I just faced the most detrimental of losses with the poor Detroit Lions tonight, my home state team. It was heartbreaking, soul crushing, all the things. But nonetheless, we're here to talk to you about all things social. So Camden and I just finished watching The Act on Hulu And for those of you who don't know, the act is, I guess, sort of like a dramatic rendition of the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yeah. And I had seen it before, but Camden hadn't. And so I remembered really liking it. Or I mean, that sounds sort of sadistic, but it's like interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Because Gypsy Rose was just recently released from prison and she is taking over the internet by storm, particularly Mm -hmm. TikTok and Instagram. She's releasing her prison tape confessions, which is like a new sort of expose documentary she filmed while she was in prison. And a lot of people are just super in her corner. Love that she's free. Love that she's got this new husband. Um, Right. I forgot about the husband. Exactly. That's a plot twist. I guess just a quick recap. If you happen to not know who Gypsy Rose is and haven't seen the act, she basically was a woman who was convicted of, I mean, second degree murder of killing her mother. She was a victim of Munchausen by proxy. So her mom was basically really abusive and how would you like faked a lot of illnesses for her daughter? Yeah, forcing medical treatments on her. Surgeries that weren't necessary. She like was, and so much so that I don't even really know. I guess Gypsy also, yeah, she thought she was sick. She thought she had cancer and like all these other things. Not, yeah, not only the physical abuse of the medical procedures, but also like mental abuse in the sense where, like you said, Gypsy thought she was sick. Yeah, she like wasn't like she could walk, but she wasn't allowed to walk. She had to be in this wheelchair all the time. Right. But uh long story short, she meets this guy on the internet, starts an internet relationship, his name's Nick Godajohn. Um, I think that's how you say it. And she after I think a couple years they were probably talking on the internet, they finally meet in person once at a movie theater. The second time they met in person was when she had Nick come to her house and stab her mother like 30 times to kill her and they ran away but then obviously they were both found nick's now in prison he's got like life without parole plus 25 years i think and gypsy got out early for good behavior was it eight years was that how long she was in she was supposed to be in 10 but yeah i guess she was only in i think like eight yeah Yeah. it happened in 2015 something like that yeah the math checks out yeah so what, what did you think of the act i was floored to say the absolute least uh as you were saying earlier she took the internet by storm. So in that sense, I knew a little bit about Gypsy. I'd seen the TikToks, the Instagram reels, you know, her new Instagram page with all the comments, clapping back at the haters. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, so the act was really interesting. I think it definitely, and obviously it's, you know, scripted and dramatized, but it showed a different side of Gypsy. Mm -hmm. She's turning into a social media star 
at least as we're seeing her today in 2024. And I think the gypsy of that era of her life uh, was very different. And I obviously feel a lot of sympathy for her situation. I feel horrible that all that happened to her. It's just really horrid. Like, I truly can't think of another word for it. But she's, you know, it's it's a different vibe there. She's doing crazy things to try to, you know, be free from her mom, which obviously killing her. Now she's married to a new husband and I guess starting a family. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the different versions of her from like then and now. Yeah, totally. I feel like that's something that I don't know, maybe our generation is like experiencing more because I feel like there's almost like a trend of these like dramatic renditions of different, you know, true crime stories Mm -hmm. because like had it not been for the act and some of the other documentaries that come out, I think a lot of people wouldn't know about Gypsy. And then because they've made these like, you know, whatever TV shows, movies, documentaries about them, it almost, I think, disarms the viewer about the nature of the crime. And then because we have these social media platforms that then they can come on they feel much more familiar than maybe um, a convicted criminal would otherwise. 100%. I completely agree. And so they're kind of given almost like a celebrity status, which Mm -hmm. is weird. Mm -hmm. And the whole conversation on celebrity status with Gypsy and Nick, honestly, I didn't realize I would feel so conflicted about it until after we finished watching the act literally last night. Right. Because... When I saw her on TikTok or on Instagram, you know, it seemed kind of silly. And I mean, of course, she did heinous things, but that's easy to forget when you see her sitting there and people are, you know, making fun of her husband. She's clapping back at the haters. Or they're talking about like the stuff she went through. Right. And, you know, she's very soft spoken and sweet looking. So it's you don't quite understand that. But then watching the show, it was like, wow, I'm not. I'm not sure if this platform that you're being put on is really appropriate. Personally, I feel really unsettled about the entire thing. I think her and Nick, even though both of them were in horrible circumstances, committed really heinous crimes. And so in a lot of ways, I don't know, I get a little uncomfortable with all the the celebrity and the influencing. Well, especially because, I don't know, from what I've seen, I've seen a couple interviews. Nick doesn't have any of it. Nick's still in jail. Nick true, will be until true. he dies. Free yeah. Nick. I'm so free Nick. Like, I'm not saying that I think Gypsy should be locked up necessarily, but at least, I mean, granted, I know it was a dramatized portrayal of it, but the act leaves you sort of feeling like, hey, actually, maybe like in a way, Nick was a victim of Gypsy and Gypsy was a victim of Dee Dee. And unfortunately, Dee Dee is dead and cannot be held accountable for her mm-hmm. actions. So we're Snaps sort of. Up sort of in a tough spot here folks yeah i don't know then i sit here and think maybe they both should be locked up because if this wasn't so widely known and if you know they didn't turn all of their struggles into a tv show and if gypsy wasn't doing interviews things like that if they were quote-unquote more normal people Gyp- obviously nick like you said is still in prison but gypsy wouldn't be like given this treatment mm-hmm. you know she would be still in prison doing time for like what she had nick do and so i don't know i hate sometimes the special privileges for people and thinking that they're above things and personally sometimes when i watch some interviews i think she's a little disingenuous yeah it seems like she refuses to take accountability for what she did and to me that just feels a little fishy and a little eerie and not in my opinion not enough people are talking about that 
Absolutely. Yeah. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Social Skinny here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I completely agree with you, Cam. In some ways, yes, Nick was the one who actually killed Gypsy, but also... Didi, you mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Didi. But if you've heard any interviews with him, even in the show, he definitely... I'm not sure if they explicitly diagnose him or say what it is that he struggles Mm -hmm. with, but he clearly has a sort of cognitive disability. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you talk, he's kind of... He speaks sort of like in a childlike manner. And I don't know, just the fact that he was super in love with her. He still says he's in love with her. She's like, yeah, I didn't... It just feels like she kind of used them and he was not necessarily an mm-hmm. equal mental match for her. And that feels wrong that then he gets his life taken away and has to be in prison while she gets to be a celebrity. And I'm sure through whatever documentary she's releasing, I think she's releasing a book. She's on podcasts. People yeah. are going to want to do brand uh, sponsorships with her because she's basically a social media influencer now. She's going to be rich and famous and free and his life is taken from him. Yeah, and I think... I maybe would understand that take more if I had listened to some like real interviews with him. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the real Nick speak or anything like that. I've only seen the version from the act. Right. So maybe my opinion would change if I listened to what he had to say in real because there are interviews with the real Nick, right? Yeah. He yeah. talks a lot about like personal accountability or something. It seems like he's really, really trying to like he accepts all of those things but then i feel really bad because then he still is like oh i love gypsy i mm-hmm. you know i'm mm-hmm. always gonna love gypsy and that makes me like sad because it kind of just feels like she left him high and dry after he like literally sacrificed his life for her well and she there's still a chance she's gonna end up back in prison i don't know if you've seen any of this discourse on tiktok oh isn't she like violating her parole yes and <gasps> so i don't know if she's exactly violated it yet i'd have to double back on that but I've seen a lot of people who are familiar with different like parole laws and rules say that the way that she's speaking and the things that she's doing are are possible are possibly giving way to different parole violations. And I think I saw a clip of her even they she wasn't supposed to leave the state of Missouri and she did. And that was possibly going to be a parole issue. So I definitely think Gypsy's letting the fame get to her head a bit. And she could potentially end up right back in prison for, mm. I guess, serving the rest of her sentence. So another, what, two years? Yeah. Honestly, tough. Let her have, if they're, if you're going to keep Nick yeah. in there for the rest of his life, she can do two years. Tit for tat. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're breaking rules. Seriously. I'm just strict like that, though. I would want them in prison. I know you would. I'm a little bit more of like the, hey, tough situation, man. Mm-hmm. You, that sounds like a crazy mom to have. I don't know your life. On the lighter side of TikTok... I know everybody has been talking about the mob wife aesthetic versus clean girl aesthetic. I don't even feel like clean girl aesthetic was like necessary last year. I feel like it's just been a thing for like a couple years now, mm-hmm. you know, maybe because no, even like the vanilla girl thing, like that was like two years ago, maybe even during COVID. Yeah, it's giving either during COVID or right post COVID mm-hmm. when everyone the slicked back bun, the natural makeup, um, yeah, all the, the matching sweat set. Yes. I guess a quick explanation for those of you who maybe aren't as much on TikTok or aren't on that side of TikTok. Clean girl aesthetic has sort of been trending for a couple years now. That's sort of like a minimalistic, natural, effortless style of dress, fashion, lifestyle. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's giving you're wearing more of like um, athleisure sets and matching sweatsuits. And Monochromatic. Min- yes. Minimal jewelry, minimal makeup, natural makeup sort of yeah natural looking nails i would say 
Your hair uh, is slicked back, mm-hmm. like either in a bun or like a ponytail. Very effortless, sort of staple pieces, mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. a, what's the word, capsule wardrobe almost. Yes, yes. Versus now, what people are saying is the trending aesthetic for this year is mob wife. So that's giving much more dressy, mm-hmm. um, darker tones, full makeup, eyeliner, yeah. a dark lip, you know, fur, leather, heels, all Extra of the things. Extra glam, like you're showing up. I guess I'm confused. Clean girl is very like utilitarian. You can mm-hmm. wear that every day. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What are you, is that, is the expectation that that's how you're supposed to dress like on a day to day? Like you're I doing mob wife? Yeah. I think there's probably like levels of it. Right. I just, like you're not going to be wearing a fur to the grocery store. Yeah. So but like true. all black and I guess eyeline- like you could do, you could kind of have like a full like blown out hair look yeah and then with like some more not like not like a nighttime eye look but you know like you could have black eyeliner on and be wearing like an all black outfit and that would be Mm. fine to go about your life in i feel like you have a mindset i mean yeah i get that but even like okay all black there's still like an elegance and a femininity to mob Mm -hmm. wife that's the difference because it's not like you're wearing like baggy oversized black thrifted jeans and like a band tee you know right right i'm just confused okay how would you like how do you wear that to class? Maybe this is too much of a stretch, but I feel like a big difference is just like the hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the mob wife, it's like the huge voluptuous. Yeah. Like I don't want to say Jersey style, hair, but like mob big, wife Italian. Yeah. Like blown out. You had the curler, like roller things in beforehand. It's just, yeah, there's a lot to it. So like, I feel like that would like, you could maybe be wearing the same black outfit but I feel like the hair would change it between mob wife and emo. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah, I would say like a bolder nail too. Like yeah, a red or a burgundy. Same with the makeup. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Do you have a preference? Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult because my thing with like clean girl is I think that's much more versatile for different like people's mm-hmm. kinds of fashion. Like mm-hmm. you can be sort of like more of an athletic girl and it works for you. You can be like very feminine Girl, like you know you have a cute matching pink set and some cute um sneakers things like that like i feel like it works more for different types like, i don't feel like mob wife would be quite as versatile in terms of other people's styles like i, th- I i'd love that for like a night out or like if i'm dressing up for classroom day or something mm-hmm. on a day-to-day though i don't think i'll ever not be cleaner aesthetic i love my matching sweatsuits mm-hmm. or i mean if it's a good day if i like do my hair i always have my lash extensions okay for me, simple clean- girl it just i don't know it's like it's i don't know it feels like more low maintenance Mm -hmm. low maintenance lazy whatever you want to call it it can be both yeah and that's great good for you i feel like honestly i feel like i'm neither yeah that's fair i i'm just i'm in the j crew and i just don't think that fits into either of them so to be so frank You've been listening to The Social Skinny here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I completely get that. I mean, I'd say if I'm feeling like being comfy and casual, you know, dressing for class, I like the clean girl aesthetic very much. Mob wife, I think it's cute. I think there's Mm -hmm. very rare instances that I'd actually dress that way. I think it's fun that it's more accepted now. Not that everyone should have to listen to society to decide what they want to wear, what they want to dress like. Like, you don't have to focus on those social cues. But I do, like you said, it's like fun for a night out or going to dinner, things like that, to have a little more of like a dark, sultry, like elevated style. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, like, if you're going to a fun restaurant, I don't think you need to have, like, no makeup on your face with, like, a lip balm and totally a sweatsuit. It's, like, that. it has its time and its place. And if people were thinking that girls who were maybe in the past focusing on more of, like, the mob wife aesthetic weren't as trendy because they weren't being clean girl, it's, like, let's let's move beyond that and i think that's what everyone's doing totally. now which is good it's definitely more mature mm-hmm. i know i've seen a lot of funny tiktoks um of women who are like italian or italian american sort of be impressed about it which is totally fine whatever you feel um and i think that's interesting because i think our generation does do that a lot and it's because of social media all these micro trends how quickly things happen but even before more like the 2010s when it was more of like youtube and instagram were the thing like i feel like during those times remember when like the beach was trending like mm-hmm. everyone wanted like pura vita bracelets and all those like infinity tattoos and like if you mm-hmm. took pictures on the beach and and coral and turquoise like those were yeah. the colors of the year even though it's like wh- i mean if like what like it's mm-hmm. the beach and then recently i felt like like cowgirl aesthetic was trending like mm-hmm. i don't know everyone was like obsessed with almost like cowboy boots cowboy hats like even country music i feel like people started getting a bit more into like texas like as like a like a vibe or like an aesthetic, mm-hmm. even like West the Texas, South's like beyond Texas. What I said, the South is beyond Texas. Yeah, but I guess what I'm thinking of, like that style, is more of like a Western style. It's not mm. Southern. Mm. Like you're not going to go true. to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you could, don't mansplain South to me. <laughs> but like the the hat, the boots, the more of like the it's giving mm-hmm. more like desert Western Texas Arizona that sort of thing okay. you know you're, it's not giving like southern bell like doing the most um although like even stuff like that from like love shack fancy and things like that were sort of like a vibe i don't know i felt like it was i think it's interesting that our our like generation once um, we almost like hop around location location we're like okay beach okay sleigh okay country sleigh okay now we're gonna be new york new jersey mob wife aesthetic mm-hmm. and i uh, basically a bunch of these italian women were like stop like just stop cut it out yeah like get picks be original which is fair but yeah. it's kind of fun we'll see if there's ever the michigan aesthetic we'll so true my state ever i mean it works with like they like lake life you know lake be yeah kind of like that yeah their complaints with it are similar to like what people have been saying about like coastal grandmother and then like eclectic grandfather or grandpa i don't know what people yeah are saying. same same thing and it's like both of those styles are much more curated they have more character, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and people are also annoyed with that because they're like the whole point of like the coastal grandmother or eclectic grandpa style is that it is more like knickknacky curated. But they're like, you can't like copy someone's curation. Like that's like a lifetime of like having actual preferences and tastes. And you're like, I'm going to go buy that whole outfit with all these random different experiences attached to your outfit. And so it just like paradox, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I also think it's just kind of. And you've been touching on this, but it's just so funny to me that all of these different looks, if you will, require these like arbitrary names. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm wearing my coastal granddaughter outfit. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I'm not doing coastal granddaughter. I'm going to do coastal cowboy. Like, yeah. what? Literally what? It's such a unique part of Gen Z, if you want to say that. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of silly, but it's also kind of fun. Like, I love scrolling through TikToks and when people have, like, the lookbooks and they'll be like, oh, a yeah. coastal, coastal cowboy lookbook. And you get to, like, scroll through and see all the outfits they put together. It's always fun. But it's definitely silly that there needs to be a name for it. Totally. 
Yeah, that's one of the great things about it is like the diffusion of those those ideas and trends happen like a lot faster. And so it feels like we're turning around. We're able to be in contact with people all around the world who are showing us how they like to dress and what they're Mm -hmm. into. Ends up with lots of consumerism as well. Yeah, that's true. Consumerism, fast fashion, maybe Sephora kids, maybe for another episode. Oh my goodness, not the Sephora kids. I know, I know. I do. I was going to say because you're like Gen Z. I was like, now it's iGen. Like it's not even just us anymore. Oh, I know. I literally saw a video on TikTok and it was these two girls. They probably were eight. And they're like, we're Gen Alpha influencers. We love to go to Sephora. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) Keep them away from the retinol. Like literally keep them away. Yeah, literally eight years old, slapping some retinol under those eyes. Get their grubby little mitts away from the drunk elephant. Like I- seriously. I just am flabbergasted. Literally, go run around justice for a while. Put on a lip smacker. Yeah. Or a baby lip. If you're lips. lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. Well, thank you so much for listening to our very first episode of The Social Skinny. It's been super fun to talk about all these different social trends and pop culture moments in today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. So tune in next week to The Social Skinny here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Bye. See ya.